All night, all day, I'm here to stay. You in the way. Welcome to the BNC Presents Tolkien Black Girls podcast with Bayana, Connie, Delia, and DJ. This podcast is a dive into the Lord of the Rings and was originally posted to BNC's Patreon in 2020. Um, make sure to listen to our previous episodes for discussions around world building, adaptations, important themes, and general nerding out. But today, we're back to talk about how we've been interacting with the fandom since recording the original podcast and what's coming up in the very near future. Very, very near. Y'all, Middle Earth, Middle Earth has a problem. And it's us. <laughs> and it's us. Um, we are so excited to be back um, in this in this universe, in this world. Uh, there is myself. I'm Connie. Uh, Bayana's here. Say hi, Bayana. What up? Deli is here. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> and DJ. DJ Yay. has been doing some amazing work with us uh, behind when the more behind the scenes for. Uh, releasing Tolkien Black Girls, but DJ, welcome to this episode. Hello. Yay. Yay. Yeah, DJ wasn't able to, didn't join us for the original, like, episodes. Um, it's kind of wild. Part, I don't think she was part of the it. team at that point, which is it wasn't it. part of the team. Crazy. <laughs> it was so long ago. <laughs> it was so long ago. Um, but now dj is a part of the team and has been like connie said um doing the editing and helping us get it out publicly so we got a new host and we're excited very excited um so since we last recorded Tolkien black girls did you say 2020 because i what yep. is time and yeah. how did we pass several ages not even well, 2020 when we were recording but we started planning in yes, 2019 indeed mm-hmm. We truly did. So that's been a couple years at this point. Oh my gosh, maybe three. The way that that gives me anxiety. It's been almost I know. Three, it's been almost three since we first started planning. And but, yeah, but two we know that the last three years have been. And we know these last three years have been an age, truly five hundred years, like truly a thousand years. Like I don't. How long is an age? I actually don't know. But. <laughs> It has been that long. So what have we been doing since we last recorded? Uh, at that time, I think Bayana and Delia were, and I think DJ, were you also reading the like books in full at that time, right? Well, it was twice. So we've read the books as a community before yes. we did the original yes. recording. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, before we did the original episodes for Talking Black Girls. And then the community did another one. I don't remember mm-hmm. when, when, when exactly it yeah. fell. Um, it was during last year because we yeah. did Marillion in like January. So I, we did the mm-hmm. like trilogy before that. And right, we did right, right. it too. My goodness. Yeah, we've we done a lot. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to say, because so I, I didn't reread the trilogy. Like when they did it again as a community, I was like, y'all got it. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Um, but also like, I spent pretty much, it was funny because like doing Tolkien Black Girls definitely kicked it off because like we, I watched the movie like right, you know, we did it like um, in preparation for one of those episodes, early episodes. And then I just like mm-hmm. did not stop watching for a year and a half. <laughs> yes, what Bayana's <laughs> been doing actually is been watching literally it. just two towers. Yeah. Bayana's been watching two towers. Well, actually, I- so I realized that I have not actually watched them that many times this year but i got a really because bad you migraine. watched it 50 times well, last no. year well it's for a couple of reasons for so for one i it's like a comfort show and so i realized that during covid like we're at home all the time i didn't have nothing else to do things were stressful so i was like well guess i'm going to middle earth like i'm out of here um so it was a lot of that and then like part of it is like as things have been opening up um I haven't had time. Like I, you know, I'm not at the house like that anymore. So I don't have the time. She's trying to create but, her own Middle Earth, honestly. <laughs> uh, that too. Um, but I did. Um, well, maybe that was like March or April. The last time I, I haven't watched them since, but the last time I watched Two Towers, I actually had a really bad migraine, and I, but I was bored and I couldn't watch TV, which is like what you want to do when you're sick. Um, 
but I couldn't have any lights on because my head was hurting really bad. So I just like turned it on and then I put my computer, I turned the brightness down, put my computer, like tilted it down and like turned it away from me and I just listened to it. So that's the last time I interacted with the movies. <laughs> and I like fell in and out of sleep. I was like in and out of sleep, but I, you know, you know what's going on if you've seen it a thousand yeah. times. So it was oh, just absolutely. nice because I was like, I need something to do, but like none of the things I would do if I wasn't feeling well are like available. So that was nice. Yeah, you you basically made it the movie into an audiobook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For me, I did the second like I got part way through the second community read. I have a tip. I did finally finish the trilogy. My tip for anybody mm. who has struggled to get through the trilogy, Andy Circus, re- I mean he didn't release, but he narrates um the audiobooks like there's a version where he narrates and he does so flipping good they're so good i (laughs) highly recommend yes i have heard this it has been highly did it win an award like i feel like it might (laughs) have been that really even if you have read them before like i recommend listening to those audiobooks they're so good um and so i got through because i before i think at the time of recording the podcast i think i'd only gotten through halfway through two towers i really can't remember where i had stopped the first time but i basically tried to pick up around there and just finished it out um very good highly recommend and since then like with the community yes i've read the Silmarillion. um reading the appendices right now they did do the hobbit read but i've read the hobbit before so i was just like i'll get it if i get it i won't if i won't and that's fine um and we're doing the appendices right now. I'm way behind because we're also doing other. We do a lot of, you should join the community. We do a lot of group reads <laughs> and group watches. It's a good time. Um, but I'm in another fandom right now doing that doing that group read. So I'm slowly making my way through the appendices. But mostly I have gotten since, since, since also to like, you know, not to bring, you know, the Harry Potter of it all into it. But we kind of talked about it a little bit in the podcast before. But since then, like my relationship with that fandom has changed completely. And I've talked to Bayana about this. Like, it really, it's just allowed Lord of the Rings to, like, move up to the spot maybe it always deserved and be, uh-huh. like, my main. <laughs> so I've just been in here, like, in here of being the fan and, like, memeing, being on Twitter, being reckless, watching the movies, tweeting, you know, that sort of thing. And it's been really enjoyable participating in fandom that way in the casual sense like there's the serious sense and where we make content and you know really analyze and get into it and that's fun too but I really enjoy just having a space where I just go be in comfort and you know get these jokes off it's a great time yeah definitely Andy um, Circus has not as far as I can tell won any awards for this audiobook yet but that's a shame it's a shame because I've heard <laughs> you really killed it that it's great Comicbook.com says Andy Serkis voiced 132 different Lord of the Rings characters, and I bet he put his Dang. foot in every single one. He, okay, <laughs> look, I'm telling you, especially if you've listened to the other, like, you know, the other audiobook is good. Like, it does what it needs to do. I'm not, you know, trashing that man's legacy at all. But what Andy Serkis brings to the table, I'm just saying, you gotta, you gotta yeah. do it. Just, even that's, if you've that's what read it before. Or listen to that one, because yeah, I listened to least- the other one. Like I want to go back and yeah, listen to Fellowship because I stopped. I started about where I had left off my first read through because I was like, I'm not putting myself through that again, to be honest. <laughs> but I want to go back and listen to Fellowship because it's just so good. I think for me, like I, because so we talked about the community read. So we read Lord of the Rings, and then then we read the Silmarillion, and that's when I like hopped in because I was like, okay, I haven't done this one. I was like, um, just because at the time I just wasn't feeling it, but. The Silmarillion is my kind of mess. And so I really liked it. It is so yeah. good. It was so good. We like that was so much fun. It, really it was, was so much fun. Because it was just like every chapter, you're just like, yo, what? Like, what is like there's the amount of like elf propaganda. Um, we'll talk about Rings of Power later, but I'm so interested to see what they're gonna do because the amount of propaganda around these elves <laughs> when the oh, first age happened is like crazy to me. Oh my gosh. But anyway, that was super, like, I liked that. Um, and, like, reading The Hobbit was, was cool, a- too, because at that point it was like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, like, might as well read the other, like, things within Tolkien's world. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, at some point I have been kind of thinking, like, maybe I will go back and reread the original trilogy just with, like, the knowledge that I have now. Um, mm-hmm. But not this year, because I've, I've done a lot of Tolkien this year, and so I kind of want to, like, give. Look some- at y'all reading. 
life <laughs> to some other to like some other authors the real quick really and then come back. But I really want to do like the bear, like Baron and Luthien, Fall of Gondolin. I think the Fall Name. of Numenor comes out later this year. Like I want to like get all of yes. those and read all of those, but I might wait for next year. What's, um, re- what's reading, Precious? I notice my silence. <laughs> my attention span for Tolkien? Wow. Not existing. But Connie, the thing about our, our, our community, like, DJ, Bayon, and I were in that read, like, actually reading the Silmarillion, but Connie would swing by and other members of the community would swing by and read just the summary and the mess just to, like, keep up to date because we have a good time in there. Like, you you don't even have to be reading. Like, we if are... you want Black people <laughs> to get you together and tell you all about the elf drama peak comedy (laughs) peak comedy it was fun and like shout out out to Amani because yes oh my gosh summaries actually we still have those pinned yeah Yeah, we still have them pinned and actually I should go back and, and read them because it, I, you know, I think it would enlighten me for what is about to come the summaries were so good what about you DJ what have you been I mean you weren't here for the first recording but lately how have you been interacting in this uh fandom space yeah i mean kind of the same so i have uh obviously in the community i did those reads i hadn't watched the animated one at all oh, before we God. watched it together that was fun chaos um and i i haven't i don't think i've watched the movies this year it's wild it's so funny like y'all love the movies and talk so much about them on the podcast and there's like a lot of reasons to but I came to it through the books first Mm. um weirdly so I've probably I don't know if I've read them more but um anyway so I have a move a rewatch planned for this week before uh Rings of Power drop like and yeah the memes the all of it Uh, I think I think kind of similar to what you shared near the beginning of the episodes and the episodes are fresh in my mind because I've been editing them. Um, But it was just like a fandom that I had with my brother, you know, um, Ellen, my partner, but like now talking in the community and like, you know, branching out and tweeting about it and just whatever, like it just wasn't a very public fandom for me. And so it's also been fun to have like folks in my life be like, Oh, you go here. And I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. let's get into it. Uh, yeah, I'm, like, excited because it, it's funny to, like, I'll, like, mention it to my dad. Like, you know Rings of Power is about to drop. Like, I'm, it's going to be funny because for the last, like, couple of years, I've been really deep in Lord of the Rings and he's been trying to get me to watch Star Wars. Um, and I've been disappointing mm. him. So very much looking forward <laughs> to us being able to, like, nerd out about the same thing again. Because um, I work at his house most of the time. I- so it'll be funny to, like, talk to him about it. I'm kind of in the same boat. My dad has been trying to get me into so much other stuff because like we growing up, like if you've you've heard me talk about it, like I'm a nerd because of my dad. And so like very similarly, he's trying to get me into all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm kind of on my own wave right now. But Lord of the Rings forever and always we will meet. We will we will fellowship with Lord of the Rings. So (laughs) we're both really stoked for Rings of Power. And I'm really excited to be messaging him back and forth about it. Um, And so it is rare i don't think this is the first time in my life where i've like had a fandom where i'm like fandoming publicly as well as in my personal life like usually the fandoms i shared with my family were not the fandoms i was interacting with publicly like it used to be like harry Mm. potter or like anime and like my dad likes anime but we often like different anime so this is a fun time where it's just like gonna encompass and envelop my entire life yeah i don't know that well i wasn't I didn't watch the movies when they came out. I watched them like right after because I got the uh, like box sets and like DV- when like when the DVDs came out. So I haven't seen any of them like in theaters. Like I was so like right behind the wave of like all the like middle school girls like freaking out over Orlando and all the boys and all this stuff. So it'll be interesting to like <laughs> to be in the wave of like this is happening now as opposed to like me coming in like when it's mm. over. Uh, so yeah so we we say all that we've been having a good time the last two years year and a half um and now we're getting new content it's so funny if you go listen if y'all are here y'all have been listening but for those of us who took the long way around um if you listen to the episodes recorded two years ago um when we're talking about like oh that lord of the Rings show like we're very not disinterested i wouldn't say that but we're very like you know 
it's it's we'll see what it's gonna be like who knows like we were very distrustful i think of what it was gonna be and i think that's fair when you love something so much you're like oh i don't know we'll see i'm hesitant but like i know bayan and i have discussed how like surprised we've been about how how into this yeah definitely like as it's approached and more and more stuff has come out and again it's been a two years it's been a long time since you last heard from us but i have i i did not expect to be this hyped um last time you heard from I'm us but sure i am amazon so appreciates hyped. because the amount of money that they spent <laughs> on this show is astronomical and so i'm sure they appreciate you us saying that because like that this is exactly what they wanted like they have released so little about this show I think for the longest, I, f- I forget, like maybe a couple weeks ago, somebody was like on Twitter, maybe one of the Lord of the Rings fan accounts, maybe the one ring net or something was tweeting. They were like, oh, this show comes out in a month and we don't have like any episode titles. Like we have Mm-mm. nothing. Like they are giving us that. nothing. And yeah, I think it. there's a level of appreciation. Like they know that there is a, there there is a core fandom that will just show up like yeah this, and that's why people keep making these kinds of things these prequels also, these sequels these reboots, yeah because they know that there's a level of people that no matter how i don't i was gonna say like no matter what the trailer looks like but like there's you know some things have destroyed themselves based on the trailer but like no matter what we're gonna show up <laughs> we're gonna show up and enough people will show up and then it's about marketing and word of mouth so yeah and i also think that like Mm -hmm. i was i think i I also think that they for the people who they're like really trying to reach like they kind of said like we're in the second age and anybody who like either has read those things or knows where to find them or you know is like hold on let Mm -hmm. me go to the wiki Mm -hmm. real quick like everybody knows now what to expect so even if you don't see the trailer even if you don't see like all the extra stuff and are not paying attention like you at least know like okay this is where they're gonna be um they also chose a section that is not super deeply written about like Mm -hmm. at least yeah Mm -hmm. like i think the you know like i said like the fall of numenor book is gonna drop later this year but it's really just like a couple chapters of the Silmarillion and then like some bullet point timeline in the appendices. So they have a lot of room to like do things. So you don't know what's happening, yeah. but at least when you're coming, you like, okay, I know what to look out for. In some yeah. Way. And I think it's interesting because that has been a, I don't know if point of contention is is the right like phrase, but it is definitely a, all right, this is some uncharted territory. This is, dare i say season seven and eight of lord of game of thrones like this is stuff that we have the foundation for and that we know where it goes or like we know sir we know we have some building blocks around it but where are you going where where are you gonna take that where where are we going with this so it is a very like fine line that they have chosen because it is something that is not written about a lot and we don't have the like piece by piece like you know this is what we're looking for but we do know the major events and where we're going and so that'll be interesting to see how they tackle like comparisons to the text like to Tolkien himself and then comparisons to the movie that we know are going to happen but I think I'm I'm optimistic versus like Game of Thrones went badly it can go badly or it can go well I think I'm optimistic a because they have like you know uh, according to themselves (laughs) I have a pretty good outline of what's meant to, meant to happen. And there are already, like, we've seen it as this stuff has come out. Fans, you know, Tolkien diehards, whatever you want to call them, Tolkien purists really is what they are, who have, like, come and nitpicked, like, the little, the, the hints that we've seen. And I think when the movies originally came out, like, there were a lot of Tolkien purists that had a lot of oh, issues absolutely. with them. And, like, mm-hmm. they were nitpicking it to death as, like, behind the scenes things came out, things leaked. Um, like you can go back to the the old blogs like they still exist people were not happy but look at how well loved these movies are now and well accepted within the Tolkien fandom even Tolkien purists really enjoy these movies and so I think I hope that they just kind of go the way of I mean you know filming the movies wasn't a was is was different at timeline wise but just ignore (laughs) ignore if you really do truly have a plan and it's like informed by the text and you have a vision, just execute the vision. Don't worry about yeah. mm-hmm. what I think they must have. I think they must have filmed primarily during COVID. So I think that's a bubble in and of itself. 
I think if they've filmed, they've filmed it all as far as I'm aware. So that's another type of bubble in filming where it's like, okay, you're not Mm -hmm. releasing content and hearing reviews and hearing the reaction yet. And so there's no chance of like season one is contained. Like there's no outside force that is going to affect how that plot goes. So really this set is will probably be like exactly what they've envisioned. And then it's really between like one and two that it'll be like, all right, are you going to cater to certain expectations that have come up as the show has gone on? Or will you, you know, stick to your same vision that you've had since the beginning? So we'll see how that goes as well. What about from you, DJ? Since you originally came from the books, I mean, granted, you hadn't read the Silmarillion and you just have, but like, do you think your perspective is any different going in? Well, no, because I hadn't, like you said, read the Silmarillion until we did it this year, but I'm glad that we did it so close to this dropping, you know, Um, because I feel like a lot of it will be just fresh on the mind and there's like things that I'm excited to like look for and see um, and questions that I have, especially with the different characters. Like, um, like, yeah, I don't know. So if there are characters that we do know and recognize from that text um, and I guess some of the other ones I haven't read, like Baron and Luthien or anything, I'm interested to see how they're cast and all of that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think I don't, I don't know. I like love going back to the text and making those comparisons, but not in the like purest gatekeepy way. Just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting, yeah. you know, like interesting to see the choices that are made. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it's like, as long as the, like people th- sometimes I think confuse that ad- adaptations have to be really pure. Like there's two ends of the spectrum, right? Like, oh, an adaptation has to be completely faithful to the text. And then there's the other side that's like, screw the text. It doesn't matter. We can do whatever we want. It's a new thing. Um, I don't think either of those takes are correct. Personally, I fall in the middle. I think you can change things as long as you're, you know, adhering to the core of Mm -hmm. the story, whatever that is. If it's a theme, that is the core. If it's the characters that are the core, whatever makes that story what it is, like the foundation Mm -hmm. of it. As long as you keep that and are true to that, it doesn't matter. And you have to change things, right? You're going to a different medium. So for me, even having read The Silmarillion first and maybe we'll see how far into the appendices I'll be by the time it, it drops, like, I... I'm just not pressed. Like if they have, you know, a strong vision, I trust that the changes will be to serve the overall narrative and story. So, yeah, you know. I can be convinced. I can be convinced. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about. There's just so much. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say there's just so much room to play, right? Like I yeah. so it's not even that like, I don't expect too much to be changed. I just expect that they're going to find creative ways to like mm-hmm. fill gaps that might've been there even reading this really they'll be like here are two clans of dwarves and you're like okay but what about the other like 20 though Mm -hmm. you know like there's so much information that we're just missing and so I think it'll be interesting to see what folks add I think that there's space for that like to add things without like necessarily changing or taking away it's like a weaving in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. adding and weaving in things like like Let's talk about the main reason why I think it's the main reason why we're so excited. And I say that because it is a such a is it is a divergence from the original movies and even from the original text in terms of we are in this in this show. We exist. Black people, people with brown skin exist in this series. And that is, I think, above all, the a the main reason why people like us can be as excited or hopeful as we are about this because when they first were like we gonna do a lord of the rings show and i was and then they were like these are the two people doing it and i was just like again this is what we're doing <laughs> like it's just two white guys again and that is still the case <laughs> this is still it is still a major uh hesitation it is still a major like mm, i will see last two guys who had a major franchise that looked like this oh, the ball. Oh, no. but but Connie is just here with all this is the energy that I'm bringing today um <laughs> but I think that they have made so far a commitment to at least showing us 
we have to still see how we are actually portrayed um but we have a, an elf we have some dwarves i believe some harfoot characters like we are sprinkled in this world in a way that i hope uh does at least like, one human us to the sidelines yeah and so that it doesn't like push us to the sidelines because um you know this is this was the problem about like star wars for instance like you know finn was this major character that they introduced and then kind of got pushed to the side so they you can show us black people all you want but then what are you going to do with them so i at least appreciate that there is a um there's the introduction of us there is the we are we are trying on the surface and i hope that that uh exists uh, on the deeper level as well. Yeah, right. Sorry, I, I want to. No, I want to clarify. I want to clarify that the um, queen of the Numenorians is black. Right. Let's go. Yeah. For, Let's yeah. go. I and mean, we'll see how. Like, what happens? We'll see how. She, there, you know, there are uh, things that happen that you know people people are going to. The thing is, is that like things are going to go wrong. Yeah. Of course. Um, so there's like a balance of like how they handle the thing, but also it's like, you know, sticking to what happened based on yeah, it's, what little they have. What is Yeah, and I I like there again, you see this in fandoms um a lot where now it's, you know, popular to, you know, either like blind cast or or maybe not mm-hmm. blind cast, but sometimes just like selectively cast people as people of color like characters that were not traditionally people of color even in the text like in this case i i have argued and i will argue there's no textual evidence that there's no black people in tolkien's world but that's neither here nor there mm-hmm. even when the, it's textual that the characters are white you'll see like productions be like no we're gonna we're gonna do something for the pocs the bipocs we're gonna make them a little browner <laughs> and then and then they're oh, not gosh. characters of consequence they select these characters that don't really have any stake in the story they could have been black they could have been white it, they don't matter ultimately. or they're the worst ones or they're the worst ones. i'm right. afraid that they're gonna be what like what's homie's name right <laughs> i don't know there's like one character in the silver alien i'm gonna find it in a minute are you, I have ta- are you talking about Vanor? not Vanor, no oh. the only one that like was oh, um uh, uh turin yeah is it turin is he the like so. the creepy the like going through a lot <laughs> but was also the worst is it that one? Oh no 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 I, I you're talking so. about dude from uh oh, Gondolin, I, right yeah 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 he was like yeah. his dad was like the quote the dark, dark elf, elf yeah and then, dark elf yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like are they gonna do that literal him. interpretation of like nah these the dark elves and they are <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. I see, that's so, stuff actually, I don't want to see. Did, but, I did yeah. see. I was like looking at stuff earlier, and I think he's actually like gonna be in like a. I think Meglin. they were saying they're gonna, they're gonna, um, yeah, him. He's the worst. But I think they said, um, the elf who we're talking about. I think he's supposed to be in like a Baron Luthien type situation. Let me try to find that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hold up, because I found it earlier that would be dope yeah you know but obviously there's yeah. room for like yeah it says his name uh ishmael cruz cordova as arondir arondir i don't know um a sylvan elf with a forbidden love for a human healer so yeah it's I giving didn't know that was going to be his storyline yeah That's, i didn't know i didn't yeah. either right. that was not what i okay, was okay for the uninitiated uh, for the uninitiated what are we Oh, Baron and Luthien? Well, it's okay. Honestly, if you see... Yeah, no, I was going to say, under- if Yeah, I understand Baron and Luthien, but I don't understand the this elf character from the Silmarillion. Is that the same thing? Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. The elf character that we were saying is the worst. He's the worst, um, basically. Oh, but you were afraid that he was... That yeah. The, the, Af- the Afro-Latino character, the actor was going to be playing that character. Right, yes. yeah. Okay. Or something or like that. Yeah, but he's not. Too. A character right. similar okay. to him, not, not that, that we, exact look, not, not that exact character. Gotcha. That, okay, I think he died in the fall of Gondolin. I want to. Is say. that first age? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, anyway, like obviously there's room for everyone to be good or bad, but when people like take a bunch of like, um, you know, uh, characters 
that they've cast is black or brown and then like all of them have questionable mm-hmm. uh storylines it's like okay. yeah and I even with that, i'm i'm a little like we'll see because the number of like love stories that i have seen on television or in films <laughs> that are just like very lukewarm mostly focused <laughs> on the guy really like only as a plot device to push his storyline forward like there's a lot of things it's been not great so like i think it's cool and i'm really interested like to see. avatar but... and homeboy is fine like i'm not gonna like so yeah. i think so, and he can definitely so like fine. smolder he can you know what i mean like he can play oh, that role Latino. <laughs> he can definitely play the role but it's i'd be interested to see like what the writing is like and how that goes yeah. yeah, yeah, it is similar like concern because um not necessarily about the uh characters being like evil and like that that particular trope, but also just like because it's a prequel and we know where this goes. Part of it is that these it's so far in the past that the I mean they're just gonna die eventually. But we again, like we were saying, like we know some of the big beats of this story, and like there's gonna be war and battle. The concern that I have for black characters in prequels, because it is not like I can pretend like they still exist, which is something I experienced with Star Wars recently. Because in Obi Wan, there they introduced the black evil character, like she's on the bad side, um, and whether she's evil or not is like up to interpret can be up to interpretation, uh, because like misguided youth blah 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 but my main thought about her was just like but this is a prequel and she doesn't exist in the future that i know not to say that she can't exist because it's star wars it's a huge universe blah 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 but so like you could exist in the present day of for instance the original trilogy um but it she doesn't you know (laughs) she she can but she doesn't. And so that is also like this, a similar wave of like expecting tragedy. Like the way her storyline was going was very like, are they going to kill this black girl? Like, come on. But that is the thing that I kind of worry about with this of like, don't don't just like introduce all these black people and then and kill them all off like on screen like in front of me you know like mm-hmm. don't in front of my salad like don't do that like let's not do that. <laughs> Yeah. right in front of your salad in front of my salad like come on it's a it's a balance i'm interested to see if they like engage with the vala at all even if it's just mm-hmm. through like portraits of them or reference or you know anything like that because part of what we talked about in the group read and y'all have mentioned in the podcast is like they choose their form when they're on uh, Arda, Earth, whatever, like they're choosing how they present, both in terms of like gender and we assume um, like skin tone, all of that. And I mean, um, I mean. <laughs> and so and we have we have lots of uh, theories on which Varda and Sala are the black ones. Um, but yeah, so I'm just also interested in like when we see these different dwarves and elves and like like are we also seeing like who they're drawn to or like who you know just yeah what what are all the like takes and sides and i know sauron will be here and like doing his thing but um the (laughs) other folks that aren't really on the page like are nowhere really on the page or screen with the trilogy i think there's some room to bring some of that like myth in here yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they said they were going to do, probably not in this, I don't think in this uh, season, but this I feel season, like they said they were yeah. planning to do the Fall of Numenor and like, correct, like a very direct thing with the Valar. So I'm definitely curious mm-hmm. to see like what they, but then also, isn't there a moment where they like show in the trailer, like one of the trees, but maybe yes, that's Numenor, do. but, or is it, I can't remember, but like, it looked to me like. Yeah, no, it looked to me like those trees. I don't think it's, I mean, we'll see, but that was, yeah. like, that doesn't look like was, uh, the white tree. The white tree, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So like, I feel like even if you don't, even if they don't show up like this season, they have to at some point. They're coming. Yeah. Which would <laughs> be really coming. dope. <laughs> yeah, they definitely said that they're addressing the fall of Dubonor. Token Black Girls is brought to you by Black Nerds Create, a collective providing content through the lens of critical and creative fandom. Want to dive even deeper into Lord of the Rings with us? Become a BNC baddie and you'll get old notes from the podcast, short discussions about the Silmarillion, and other bonus content. 
just visit us at patreon.com slash blacknerdscreate. Want to support but don't want to make the commitment of a monthly subscription? Send us a kingly gift at blacknerdscreate.com slash support. Want to keep up with BNC's content? Get your dose of monthly magic by subscribing to our newsletter. Just go to blacknerdcreate.com. Um, speaking of, you know, godly beings, can we talk about Sauron the white supremacist? Because why does he have a skinhead buzz cut? Like, I just, of course he does, but like, why? But of course he does, but why? <laughs> I am why. very curious. It's not why, what? it's not why, but like, I am one, very nervous about the girlies who love baddies. Um, I'm just- oh, I'm like, over. I didn't even think no, about look, that. That's already a thing. Like, yeah, people I- love hot Sauron like the, it's a he, thing it's giving cleaning out my closet oh, no. it's giving, giving the real from shady I oh no I'm just, yeah, yeah no, I'm really about to be like yo slim I just wrote you like oh my god please <laughs> wow mm, wow wow <laughs> Oh my it's gosh. already happening I'm already now I'm picturing it absolutely like I'm sorry mama <laughs> <laughs> I never meant to hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, I I'm curious to see though. Like when I saw, like, because we've only seen the very, the very little, the snippet, really, like the um, trailer as of this recording. But yeah, I yeah, we've only seen a snippet of him, so I don't know. I'm curious, like, if at what stage, where are we in that story? Because yeah, the mm-hmm. whole point, right, is that he makes him into this like. If we're taking the story like where they're where they're setting the story, like he makes himself into like a fair fair being to appeal to people, right? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like the people of Middle Earth, like that buzz cut, ain't doing it. It yeah, may be doing it for the fandom after, girlies, but it's not. It, doesn't he like come as Sauron at least to like the elves when he's yeah. like, hey, y'all should make these things? Like he, they know who he is, and then yeah, he they gets know who he is, but... and then he goes to the Numenorians and is like, yo, I'm so fine. Listen to me. Isn't that what happens? basically okay. essentially i'm just trying to like because it could be that this is not hot sauron it could just be this is regular regular you know what i mean but i just you know like wouldn't he still make himself like look i'm so wronged and so vi-. like think of the karens yeah I don't like know. you know you got a posture <laughs> and the right. bus cut's not <laughs> the bus cut isn't doing it for us but like you said it might be doing it for the numenorean girlies because they, yeah even the elves even the elves have short hair like long and hair is not him like yet and we only saw him like scowling at the camera. Like we didn't see him like you know exactly give a little a cheeky little flirt. You know, and I said, "Where are my eyes? We need different eggs." <laughs> we don't know what his banta is like. You know, As somebody who spent the entire summer watching Love Island. We don't know. Does he have good chat? He might have good chat. Oh, God. oh my gosh! Probably. Oh my gosh. I mean, he's the deceiver. Sarah on the deceiver. So I think he has to at some point have good banter. You know? Yeah. Are we are we saying that he's like an f boy? Is that what we're saying? This Absolutely. is what it sounds like we're Absolutely. saying. Yes. Probably. Yes. There's no way he isn't. Yes. Among other things, but yes. Amazing. I mean, I just couldn't I'm, think of a world I'm, where he wouldn't be. I'm equally yeah. as excited to see where how he is portrayed as I am to see how the fandom girlies react. They're gonna they're gonna have a time. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of baddies, though. Speaking of baddies, the bad- reason I'm most excited. The re- I mean, equally excited, <laughs> equally excited as for the POC as I am for freaking Galadriel. Galadriel, the yeah. baddest to ever do it. We briefly, Delia, in fact. A few episodes ago, if you're listening, but two years ago for me, so a little more fuzzy in my memory, um, was explaining the history of Galadriel. And, She's the best. And we're about I to see her. it. We're about to see it. We didn't realize that, I think, well, if you are a token, you know, token purist or whatever, you knew this, but I didn't know that when we saw Gal- see Galadriel in Lord of the Rings, she is in her, it's been 84 years. Like, she is... <laughs> mm-hmm. She is in her yeah, she's like over old it. rose, old rose at the end of the Titanic. Like, ah, oh, just remember when I was a baddie. Like, this is where she is. So we're about to see the flashback to the baddie, and that is going to be so fascinating because I think I don't know. I this is an ensemble cast, and so you know, as we were just saying, like black people to the front. Um, but 
Galadriel's the girl. Like, she's the main one, right? Like, she's the star. Like, there's somebody I'm, at the top of the call she's sheet. My star. Somebody's she's at my... the top of the call sheet. And it's gotta be Galadriel. Like, she is, I just feel like it must be her. So, we're gonna see, you know, Galadriel in war. Um, Galadriel is my Aaron Dill. Like, she <laughs> when all other You're lights go out. <laughs> So oh that'll be God. really fascinating because we have seen her. I'm I'm personally still trying to um, divorce myself from Kate Blanchett. Um, I I'm 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 gonna work on it. It's probably gonna be fine. Like I'm gonna get in there and be like, yes, Morvid. Like give us give us everything. But for now, I'm like Kate Blanchett. But it's fine. Um, but you know, we giving... get to see her like in armor, like. She's giving Maddie. Okay, yeah. look. In one of the trailers, she like comes up. Yeah, I think like on a ship. Seen. She is, she it's is seen. in. She is in full armor. I'm like, oh, I'm so obsessed. I like. It's, it's a pro. It's not a problem, actually. No, I take it back. I'm Joan not going to apologize for this. Yeah, it's giving Joan of her. Arc. It's giving Joan of Arc and all the like medieval like you know f- women in battle. And you know we have Aowen in the original trilogy. And we get the five seconds that Arwen gets to play uh, with, like, fighting. But I just had the thought just now. It's like, it's going to be magic. Like, elf magic and battle. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that. We saw, we had the one moment with Arwen. And we had. Yeah, because we were with, like, boring old men. Yeah, on the battlefield. But we were about to get elf magic in battle. Oh, my gosh. I just Do y'all like how say, we were. Because okay. I'm, because I am who I am. You know who isn't explicitly cast? The help. I would not be surprised if by season five of this show, whatever this is the last season, it'll be like, hey, boo. Like, she, you uh, know, they're supposed to have been up. married. They got married in the first eight. Yeah. Oh. They've been married for thousands oh. of years. And that man is not, oh. nowhere to be found. Because they're probably going to change that to she, give her just a little bit. She don't need time. She don't have time to get her hair did. She could just throw it yeah, in a little feel, braid. They said her oh sword in, in, the, in the propaganda. In the propaganda, they said they were in love. But I'm like, I I don't see it. I'm not going to lie. It's not there. It's not. It's not. It's not there for me. We'll see. I they might volunteer tribute to be her Celeborn though. We'll happily serve you, my queen. <laughs> um, I think I tweeted at some point because, like, I was really out here standing. I was like, "Look, get your get you a fan with range. I can hype up these POC while also standing Galadriel. I can stand both. Like, I got the range. I will be doing both." Very excited, very excited. Um, we are also oh, gonna- and there's wait, sorry, one more thing. Mm-hmm. In one of the one of the trailers, there she like says. So if you have read, um, for are those you who have like. Trying to act like no, 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 no. Oh, but also oh, okay. we should talk about that. No, just one last thing about Galadriel. Like she says the line, like you have not seen the things that I have seen, and I'm like, oh, girl. Like just calling back to all the things that she has seen, which I assume were then going to see in the show. Like I am so ready to see all of it, even if, yeah. Like I think there's going to be flashbacks to the way back. Like I'm so excited. I'm really that excited. line. But that, that's still the scene I was talking about because. When he she goes, you haven't seen the things I've seen, and Elrond's like, "Well, I think we all have." And it's like, "Bro, you were born at the very end of the first age. Like you, you're missed. like two. Like, you're a toddler." Talking about the future, which clearly at the time she's talking about like what's coming, not the past. But like you were not there. You were not with her shooting in the gym. Like, what are you talking about? So I'm very excited. <laughs> like that part is cracking yeah. me up. I'm so interested to see like how Elrond's gonna be. Um, okay. Can we talk about Elrond for a little bit? Um, I forgot, but like in the fandom right now, people, it's, there's interesting things going on. Um, I don't know about all of them. Some people are thinking like, oh, is this a romantic plot? Like shipping and stuff. And I'm like, first no, of all, it can't be. Elves are just close like that. Y'all need to relax. Second saying, of all, they're related. Yeah, they're related. Uh, thirdly, the other three movies, they were not together. They were not boot up. So I don't think... <laughs> This is giving what y'all are thinking it gives. She, y'all should. I mean, maybe I don't know who you know, they can be talking because he's trying to push up on her daughter, but that's about all I could. Because right. there's a scene where, like, because the way elves greet each other, like, they, like, hold each other's faces or whatever. And so they're like, oh, my gosh, romance. And, like, look, oh. I love to ship. I That's my yeah. passion. That's one of the things I'm most excited about is to discover what will I be shipping. I love it. It's it's great. But this is not it, y'all. It, um, I'm so sorry to say. Yeah, they're just uh, telepathic. For reasons. <laughs> Yeah. It's just telepathic. <laughs> they just, they're just really, you know, 
they got a different culture. It's fine. Don't it, it doesn't have to be romantic, and it's not. I'm so sorry. Um, I also don't want her to marry Kella 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 the help. Um, but <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so another thing that I am very excited for, which I think will include some a little bit of romance as well, are the dwarves. We're gonna get the king and the queen of the dwarves. And the queen is black, and I just, ever since, or I think Dahlia was telling us before we started recording that she's, uh, like, African-Iranian in real life, and I'm like, ah, ah. Um, ever since they dropped those teaser posters where uh, her hands were brown and plump and dimply, I was like, I think this might be my new queen. Like, I, <laughs> I am so ready for Dusa, the queen of the dwarves. I'm excited. I'm just... So we talked about at the beginning of this episode about how like the Silmarillion is just self-propaganda. That's what it is. <laughs> so I'm worried a little <laughs> bit. Like what are the dwarves role going to be in this story? How are they going to be presented? Especially since we're getting black dwarves. Like, and again, like we said earlier, it's not like, oh, ev- everything has to be perfect for your like um, black indigenous like actors of color or whatever, like the characters that they play. However, just if it were to be filmed, like, like I was talking about, there's the two ends of the expect, um, spectrum as far as how people like their adaptations are not it. So if you're a total purist, then it would be very bad news for these black characters if we were to go completely straight from like the Silmarillion and how it tweets, treats the dwarves. So yeah, I mean, well, if it's afterwards, I mean, I definitely like the elves and the dwarves. The elves are definitely going to be a little, uh, what's the word, bougie and like mm. biased. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're talking about like the creating the rings and stuff, like they'll be a little bit more like you know what I mean. Like it's because I think are they in if they're in Moria, then that at that point like they they're, are they're homies. Not all of them, but like the ones in that one place I can't think of right now. But like the elves and the dwarves in that area are like cool because they're like trading stuff. You know what I mean? It's like mm. their doors like speak friend and yeah. it's written in Elvish, so like they're mm-hmm. cool at that point. But the issue is the Balrog. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, because so I was looking up, like, you know, trying to catch up on what everything we know about Rings of Power so far. So I clicked on the Nerdist article about it and it was saying we will see lots of Numenor and Atlantis like Island of Men, as well as the Elven cities of Linden and Eregion? Eregion? I don't know how you say that yet. Are, yeah, um, I think it might be Eregion. Additionally, yeah, additionally, the show will show us the dwarven stronghold of Khazad-dûm in an all its glory. So we will definitely be seeing Mithril. We will definitely be seeing that Balrog because they put it at the end of that first trailer. And oh my gosh, what? what yeah. What? And then so then the elves are going to be struggling. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yikes. It's going to be rough for them. Um, and this is what what I mean about like it being like this is what I was saying about it being sort of like it's a bummer when it's a prequel because it's a tragedy and so like at least from the dwarven end like we know that they kind of aren't very fully represented by the third age like they are they exist but yeah especially especially Moria and Casa Doom like that is just like completely wiped out by that point so I'm but they, curious, but they like, escape like there mm-hmm. is because then they just go up like further east and you know what I mean like there's Erebor yeah. and like the Lonely Mountain and like those mountains up there right. so like yeah. it's definitely like it's gonna go down and like very mm-hmm. sorry to some of them dwarves but like I think a good number of them escape um, right. so then maybe it'll be more just a matter of like I mean if the Balrog is showing up in this season then I guess the other seasons are maybe more about like them like their journey after that Mm. but yeah and while i'm really excited like i don't want any like i don't want harm to the doors i am excited to see about rock me so too sorry. and then also like honestly not I'm gonna ex- lie depending on how far along they go if the if they have some they honestly now i think about it the the dwarves have some really bad luck because then they go up into like the iron hills and all that stuff and then the dragon yeah. starts showing up so like, yeah very sorry to them but say- I'm I was saying, <laughs> Biana, if those if dragons show up, I don't care about ugh, the dwarves at that man. point. I'm sorry, man, like, I, yeah, man. I can't really, <laughs> I can't really do anything. I just feel like y'all should have wow. been up where they were at. Why are you going to colonize their area? They they went they over there too to deep. sleep, and then y'all came over here trying to like. Mm, sorry, dragons make points, <laughs> but we're not there yet, dragons so it's fine. Make points. 
I I just feel like um, I'm so excited, like Connie, for this dwarf queen, and I feel like that's the character we're gonna have to like defend the most from the toxic folks, you know. Um, oh, absolutely. Already. I feel like it a little totally. bit already started from the posters. Like people were losing their shit, and I was like, "Can you losing just their freaking minds?" Excited? Like, can you relax, please? Take the racism elsewhere. Oh my gosh! So I just like hope that she is like you know fine <laughs> just like with folks that are cool i don't know like if this like if she was always a tolkien fan or not i'm excited to like hear from the characters after the show is out you know and, or the actors not the characters um about what drew them to it but yeah that's the one thing i'm like oh my gosh protect her at all costs. Mm-hmm. i will i i she has my axe <laughs> yeah <laughs> my bow <laughs> like let's go yeah, I am already, that's something we haven't really talked about exactly, but, like, I kind of talked about how, like, it's been fun kind of casually being in a fandom, and I say casually because it has been annoying when those posters dropped. It was so, like, first of all, on, on Black Twitter and, like, all the people code, we were, we were hyped. hyped. We, ride, we ride at dawn. Like, we were so hyped. Okay. But then seeing the, like, it's two sides and like if you feel called out by this listener i'm sorry but like do some introspection maybe i don't know like it was you know i expected the like fandom racist like that's gonna happen the white like gatekeepers who are like well actually and then i had to well actually them back because y'all are just being racist for no reason but what i found more disappointing though not surprising was just how suddenly these like creators and like people who have existed in white fandom spaces like have been existing in this fandom have just now decided to come out and be like oh you know what racism's not okay in this fandom and like i'm glad they said something and you know if this is what it took for you as a white person in fandom to wake up and be like you know what this is pretty racist you know better late than never however it is late like tolkien fandom has been notoriously racist for a very long time so like black fans have been here having to fandom in their own corner quietly and yeah, not to say there's not black fans doing the work there are and who have been doing the work but for the most part most of us have kept to ourselves because we look at that fandom and we're like mm, <laughs> i think i'm good and it didn't have to be that way if you know y'all would have <laughs> like taken a stand and like spoken up before that it shouldn't take that level of like vitriol and racism for people to wake up <laughs> definitely absolutely um speaking of opulence and excellence and me thrill how excited are we for outfits like i just feel like if this show cost a bajillion dollars like that's the number that i was told a bajillion dollars um (laughs) (laughs) these outfits better be on it and like we're getting galadriel in full armor like i think it'll be there so how excited it's looking like i'm so stoked it like from the character i mean obviously the character posters are very stylized like they've done the work for those but Mm -hmm. the character posters and again we have not seen much they've been very like close to the chest but as they should be i commend them but from the snippets i'm like it's looking good the only thing i'm concerned with not concerned maybe i just hope there's like consistent more to it like i mm. you know i am reticent i am hesitant to bring up that freaking show but game of thrones that is something <laughs> they did really really well their costuming was some of the best when it comes to like this sort of thing like they made it true to the period that they were trying to uh like evoke like obviously it's a fantasy but you know and then there was like thought process behind even down to the fabrics they chose like what would they be able to get in king's landing what kind of fabrics would they use in winterfell and so and i'm not saying you know nobody has to do it exactly the same as the show before but i also feel like lord of the rings did well in keeping like a vibe per like per like place that we're looking at you knew where you were in place partly Mm, because of the outfits that people were wearing and so i'm just hoping that there's consistency because in other fantasies that are lower budget and so i'm not too worried but lower budget like that consistency is not there and the lore is not there it's just kind of like we're just kind of vaguely trying to evoke a vibe and that's good but you know i just hope there's more thought to it and that they've taken the time and there's really nothing that gives me pause to think that they might not but that's particularly I what i'm looking at i just hope i can see it i just hope i can see it because let it be I, lit please i have said and again the natural comparison between game of thrones will continue to happen because they're happening literally house of the dragon is happening now as well so like the two things are airing basically simultaneously so the comparisons will happen now i whenever i rewatched lord of the rings which was shot and filmed over 20 years ago which that sentence made me sick a little bit 
the lighting <laughs> the lighting of things that you can see when it is supposed to be dark i yeah. i don't need to it to be actually dark i need i understand that i am watching a movie or a tv show and that oh it looks a certain way that means it's dark but there's a way to light it where i can still see details i can still see what is happening and by the end of game of thrones and from what i've seen about like tweets about house of the dragon they are still on this wave and it's not just game of thrones like most harry potter did it too like a lot of these days consistently like it's the whole snyder universe like of the batman and superman like there's just this need for everything to be so dark that I can't see the details or what is going on. And that I hate, uh, especially for those of us who have terrible vision. Like, I hate that. So I just really hope that I am able to see the details, even in scenes where it is supposed to be dark, especially because Lord of the, uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy was able to like preserve those details. So like if I'm in, um, Shelob's cave, where it is literally so pitch black that that is why Frodo has to bring out the light of Elendil. I want to see, I want to be able to see what's happening even before he turns that light on. And that is my main concern. Yeah, I think also I'm curious about like the tone of the show because I feel like, you know, since we're already comparing it to Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, which like we said, will be on pretty much the exact same runtime. Um, Game of Thrones is inherently a bleak show. Um, right. Like The Rings of Power, House of the Dragon is a prequel, um, but it also is like detail. It's about it's detailing a civil war, so like it's going to be mm-hmm. bleak, darker and, in like, nature, dark mm-hmm. and like hopeless. But Lord of the Rings has always had a more like Tolkien's whole thing. tone, and so like while yes, really like bad things will happen, and like you know, there will be moments where you're like, shoot, I don't know how y'all gonna get out of this. This is kind of crazy or whatever. Like people are gonna die. Like those kinds of things are gonna happen. But I think for me, if they're able to maintain that like hopeful tone throughout, then Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of like super important. And it's a way to distinguish from shows like House of the Dragon or Game of Thrones, but also just shows in general that tend to like go more towards like gritty and hopeless and like that kind of thing. So I think Mm -hmm. that's mostly what I'm curious to see and like hopeful to see um more hope punk less grim dark thank you (laughs) agreed um i think also with fitz just quickly touching on the wigs um (laughs) so far what we've seen again would like to highlight how little this show has put out compared to maybe others at this stage um they look fine i will reserve my judgment for when I actually see this show because um not all shows are doing so well in that department. I just think at this point you've seen the Twitter conversations, you have seen the wig installations on TikTok. I just don't understand how those two things have not encouraged all of Hollywood to up their budget. I just don't they get just it. Need to hire black women. Black people. That's really they know. Just hire black people. That's what I'm saying. And that they they consistently, like, like we've been please. having these conversations for the last, like, five years on Twitter itself. Like, and then, like, you can see Instagram, all these platforms that show you them installing the wig. And you're like, how is that not your head? Them wigs and you didn't sitting, you, child. You're you not, you not hiring all these people for your productions. Like, we've been clowning your, your wigness for years. So, I don't know. I, and recently lord of the rings has been upheld as one of the strongest candidates for wigs in like that is legolas's hair it's like it's lucius malfoy it's lucius malfoy and then all of the characters on lord of the rings have great wigs like those are the the standard at this point or should be the standard and they're not and that's sad during the first the first like meeting of like through like listen we have a standard set, and this is the one of the most important things that we will be covering. <laughs> the hairline needs to be sitting. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. It needs to. It, it needs to be their hairline. It needs to become melded with their head. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for. Seamless. Like, I don't need to see scalp. I don't need to see scalp. There are plenty of times in Lord of the Rings where I'm like, that is 
I know it's a wig, like Frodo's, for instance, like his little mop of hair, clearly a wig, but it is a good wig where I'm like, you know what, if I were less like knowledgeable, I might, I might be like, hey, is that your hair? Like, I, I just want to have I did a not know they were wigs. Benefit, benefit of the doubt. <laughs> right. Like, I was going to say that I was like, if I were a child who didn't know any better. <laughs> Yeah, no. When I was a kid, I did not know where they were wigs. Only one I knew was Legless, just because, like, logically, you- <laughs> that has to be a wig. But, like, it doesn't look like one. So I need I need them to come with it. I need mm-hmm. them to do what needs to be done. Now, and I guess the final thing we can talk about in terms of Rings of Power and things we're looking forward to or curious about or excited about is the music because it is such we we talked about it a lot in the previous episodes of like how important the music was for um for lord of the rings like it is one of the many things that is like supremely lauded about the trilogy is the the great music and i was reading that howard shore who did the music for the original trilogy it said it was he was coming back for the title theme so i i don't know if that means just for that um and then like other people will be taking over like for the show but that's still a uh standard setting decision to make so it's like all right this is our title theme by the incomparable howard shore this is what you are based on this is where you're this is your base um so i'm very excited to see how the music plays out um because it is so important like Bayana was saying earlier like she was listening to the movie 90 percent of that is the music yeah <laughs> we have all talked about having listened to parts of the score just to like get work done so I'm very curious if how the music's gonna go because they have high it's a high bar to meet. I'm a little I knowing that he's only there for the ta- the title um soundtrack, uh I'm just a little worried. Like the Hobbit, those films happened. Oof. And Oof. the soundtrack was like it used Lord of the Rings music, right? But like misapplied them sometimes. Like I think I cannot remember. I've seen those movies the one time, but like you made when, it through the end. Wow, <laughs> I, um, I fell asleep. I don't even know during, if I did that, but I like, fell asleep during smog and never came back since. <laughs> but the they're like he when they're coming, it's like the out of the frying pan into the fire, uh, fire point. I think they play like like the song of the ring race, something that is not appropriate to be playing for Gandalf walking down about to try and like do some damage i'm like that's not the song for this and so i just i am hopeful but hoping it's not that you know yeah i feel like, like we shall see I've, yeah i feel like they'll get it i think if- but give me another okay here wait here 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 <laughs> icy fire hive uh, can we get another icy fire though because that ed sheeran put his whole foot in that like i will listen to that song on repeat I know, I know the Icy Fire Hive exists because I know at least me and Nicole being it, that song is fire. And I just wish for every fantasy uh, property we got a song like that because, like, I was out here. Remember how Disney used to have, like, these superstars come in and sing their, like, main yeah. song and put it out on the radio? I want that for fantasy. I want us to be singing well, they- about people dying <laughs> in fires. Let's go. <laughs> they still do it. It's just with, like, the current like sound of music which i think is not it's not matching the nostalgia that we are looking for but give me um into the west give me a a smooth annie lennox ballad man i will something i can weep to (laughs) ready i'm ready ed sheeran said i see fire inside of the mountains he sees fire burn like burning trees okay and like talking about like they're having their last like little drink together with the homies and they about to go out and die. I stand. That's such a good song. Note the difference between Delia and I. I'm like, I want I want I want to cry. Soft and Delia's crying. like, I want angst. <laughs> Delia's on brand, so she wants angst. It's so good. Anyway, um, that was just my little aside. If uh, Amazon, if you're listening, make it happen. Um, I don't, I think Amazon, I think Ed Sheeran specifically was too burned by Game of Thrones. They really ruined that for us. Hate that for us. So you're going to have to get somebody I else. I forgot like, he was also in that. <laughs> yeah. Totally I messed up. That fandom sucked. 
they they ruined it for us so he's not coming back but like there's other people like let's get get some billy eilish i bet she would wreck it like i don't really listen to billy like that but like i bet she would kill it yeah i think she did some of the music for one of the um uh bond movies is that maybe it um she definitely did the music she definitely did music in um (laughs) she definitely wrote the music for um oh my gosh for four town in turning red so she's she's had experience see billy alish or if i could okay amazon if you're listening and then we'll move on i just have one more i have one more pitch there's a band called crimson apple they would absolutely kill it they do like their music is so good they're like a band of four sisters like i just please that's all (laughs) all right so with that the age of tolkien black girls is over thank you for listening to this episode um the second age approaches so you can keep up with us through the hashtag token black folks tag um the first two episodes of the rings of power drop tonight september 1st and yeah stay tuned we'll have some we have some things kind of in the works um stay tuned for live tweets spaces that kind of content coming as we watch rings of power we're super excited about it so excited and make sure that you keep up with black nerds create check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com follow us on twitter at blk nerds create at yana wrote it at constar 24 at delia is typing at tail spinning dj Follow us on Instagram at Black Nerds Create. If you're a Black fan of Lord of the Rings, use hashtag Tolkien Black Folks to talk with fellow Black fans about Rings of Power and more in the Tolkienverse.